The mortgage industry never stays still. With interest rates moving, companies changing, and regulation increasing, there's always another story. This is The Principle, where we break it down daily and take a deeper dive into the issues. I'm Christine Stewart, Editorial Director for the Mortgage News Network. Let's pay it down. But first, a word from our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by PennyMac TPO, the lending partner with the products, people, and technology to serve your customers and help you grow your business in the best ways possible. It's why they say, at PennyMac, greatness lives here. PennyMac TPO is Division of PennyMac Loan Services, LLC, Equal Housing Lender. NMLS ID number 35953. Loans not available in New York. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. Conditions and restrictions may apply. Buyers are coming back to the market, but it's not necessarily resulting in a big rebound in sales. So will it? This is The Principle. I'm Mike Savino, head of multimedia for the Mortgage News Network. And today I'm joined by Daryl Fairweather. She's chief economist for Redfin. Daryl, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. So Redfin has put out a couple of reports sort of looking at this dynamic uh, from a couple of angles, starting with uh, demand picking up. I guess, how far is it picking up? I don't know what numbers you're seeing and how you can quantify this. the, the buyers coming back to the market. Demand, is, it's, it's coming back a bit because mortgage rates aren't quite as high as they were uh, just a couple of weeks ago. And I think what that just goes to show is that it really is mortgage rates that are driving the market. It's not so much fear about the economy or anything that's fundamentally changed in the housing market, it's just that mortgage rates have made home buying more expensive and that shuts some people out who just can't afford it anymore. And once mortgage rates come down, those people come back. And are we seeing, when we say demand, uh, you know, are we seeing a huge bump in sales or is it people are interested in buying and they're looking again? What, what kind of numbers are you guys seeing? So we measure demand based on home tours and requests to see Redfin agents. So this is very early stage demand. It hasn't yet translated into home sales, but we wouldn't expect it to for a month or so because people need to make offers on homes. Those home sales need to close for it to register in other parts of the data. But this early indication seems to show that demand is very sensitive to mortgage rates and is coming back now that mortgage rates are a little bit lower than they were a couple of weeks ago. Right. And of course, people, generally speaking, can't buy if they're not touring and, and looking at homes, um, or at least that's not how we make those kinds right, of purchases. Right. Um, so, so with that, um, you know, obviously, that means that people who maybe some of these sellers who tried to rush in to get on the end of this boom are now sitting here wondering where all the buyers are. Um, what are you seeing in terms of, of sales? And, and, you know, I know Redfin is calling this now some homes are getting stale. What do you, what do you mean by that? So homes are sitting on the market longer than they were a year ago. And there are more homes that are past that 30-day mark of sitting on the market, which we call a stale listing. These homes haven't gotten any offers at the price that they're listed at. And it usually reflects a home that's overpriced or a home that maybe has something uh, wrong with it that would require work that a buyer doesn't want to put in. These kinds of these are the kinds of homes that are starting to pile up on the market, and they're also homes that buyers might be able to get a deal on if they offer under asking price. Sometimes there's nothing wrong with the home at all. It's just that for whatever reason there wasn't a buyer who wanted to buy it uh, at the price that it's listed at, but that might mean the seller will be willing to to sell it for a little bit less. And and you know I, I know you pointed out obviously the the demand seems to be coming back because. The mortgage rates are, are are slipping down. I'm sure for most buyers, it's really just a matter of affordability, the combo of, of rates and prices. 
are, are we seeing that the market is shifting to a seller's market or is some of this just perhaps a correction that, you know, sellers towards the end were asking for the moon and, and now that they're not getting it, the market is, is kind of shifting to this uh, equilibrium? I think it's a ladder. I think sellers got over eager. They saw how hot the market was earlier this year. They may have noticed that their neighbor's home sold for like $50,000 over asking price in one week. And they got too ambitious with their pricing and they didn't get that same level of demand. And that's why the listings are sitting because um, they may be overpriced. So I think it is the, the fact that mortgage rates went up so fast, so quickly that caught sellers uh, off guard and buyers react very quickly to changes in mortgage rates, but sellers only react through what they see from buyers. And so how much further do you think we have to shift before perhaps we enter a buyer's market? Is that something we might still see before the end of the year? It's it's hard to imagine a buyer's market happening without a recession. So a buyer's market is defined as like more than five months of inventory, meaning all of the homes that are listed on the market would take at least would take five months to sell or more. And we haven't seen anything like that since 2012. So it's hard to imagine us going back to that point, especially when in the last decade we built so few homes. Builders aren't building much right now either. They're backing away. So the next time mortgage rates fall, I think there is going to be an increase in demand, just like how we saw in the last couple of weeks that mortgage rates went up, demand went down, mortgage rates fell, demand came back uh, in equal proportion to those changes in mortgage rates. So I think that's going to continue to happen and the fundamentals of the housing market haven't really changed just because interest rates went up. Don't miss the nation's largest show for successful mortgage pros. Originator Connect returns to Planet Hollywood in Las Vegas, August 18th through the 21st. See us at originatorconnect.com. It's simply the greatest mortgage conference in the known universe. OriginatorConnect.com. And we're seeing with the combo of interest rates, uh, sort of, you know, they're, they're coming back down, but they seem to have sort of settled into a, a, a sweet spot. Uh, obviously, home price growth isn't what it was and, and now concerns about uh, a recession. What are we seeing in terms of sellers who are coming to the market to try to keep that inventory coming? Are, are sellers... Um, starting to become reluctant as well? Or what do we think is going to happen with inventory for this foreseeable future? So it's it's not that sellers are coming back. Uh, new listings of homes are still down year over year. And they're going to continue to fall because they usually fall from a seasonal perspective from now until until winter. So I don't think that's, that buyers are in for like a whole lot of fresh inventory. It's mostly this old inventory that's piling up. And that, that's somewhat good for buyers. I mean, homes for sale uh, are a good thing for, for buyers, but I think some buyers may be wishing that there was more fresh inventory so they could find the home that really is right for them. Right. And of course, if, if the if the sort of price stabilization is largely based on whether or not buyers are there, um, you know, if demand changes, then I, you know, we might see price growth going back on a tear if inventory isn't also uh, there to meet it. So what do we think might happen with, with price, growth then, price growth then if we think uh, rates might stabilize and that might get people at least touring homes again? Do we think uh, prices will continue to come back down or do we think we might get back towards something like we saw earlier this year? So I think prices are going to fall month over month for the rest of the year. But by spring of next year, I expect prices to look like by spring of 2023, I expect prices to look pretty similar to prices in spring of 2022. I mean, everything else is getting more expensive. So on an inflation adjusted basis, that would be a price decline. But 
just in terms of the sticker price, uh, I think prices will be pretty much flat. That could change, though, if we have a recession that is more severe than the soft landing that the Fed is trying to engineer. If people lose their jobs and they have to sell their homes because they can't make their mortgage payments, then that's the kind of scenario where I would see prices falling. But that scenario is hard to imagine because homeowners are sitting on record equity and they were able to lock in super low mortgage payments back when mortgage rates were at record lows. So like it would have to be a really bad recession to send those kinds of homeowners into distress in a in a major way. Uh, I think it's more like the housing market just kind of, you know, has a slow year, maybe a slow year or two, and then comes back full force. So for people who are working in the home buying industry, mortgage originators and, and others, if you're looking at this and you're trying to figure out how do I how do I get a leg up? How do I maybe close a couple more deals? Do you sort of would you suggest looking out and saying, hey, you know, things things are in a low right now, but you know, your forecast looks at we might see prices take off again in, in the spring of next year. If you're interested in buying and you feel like you can do it, now might be the time. Is that how you sort of maybe get a couple more people off the fence and and signing a contract? I think that any most home buyers should be thinking about their decision to buy a home as a long-term decision. I mean, I would advise flipping in this environment, but I, I think that if you are planning on staying in the home for five years or more, now is a fine time to buy because competition is not very intense. And even if the mortgage rate is higher than you'd like, you can refinance down the line or get an adjustable rate mortgage or buy down with points. Like you have options. I think what's hard for buyers is just, can they get the mortgage in the first place for a home that they would actually want to stay in for five years? It's the affordability thing that's hard for them. So it's probably not something you're going to see. I mean, that, that's just a tough spot for a lender to be in because they have their standards. Um, there's not much they can do when someone like simply can't qualify. Right. Or you just simply can't afford the home that you're looking for. Maybe if you're looking to upgrade and you can't afford it, <laughs> wanting it right. doesn't really matter. Yeah. Uh, Daryl, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. And we'll have the rest of your headlines right after this word. This podcast was brought to you by PennyMac TPO. Visit tpo.pennymac.com to learn more about becoming a partner and starting your journey to greatness. Here's the rest of your headlines for today, August 9th. A Florida woman is suing Equifax, saying a glitch in the company's credit reporting cost her more than $150 a month on her auto loan. We first reported in May that Equifax was telling lenders about a glitch in a program slated for replacement, and the glitch caused credit changes to about 12% of customers. The plaintiff in the lawsuit says her score was lowered by 130 points. She's seeking class action status. Equifax says less than 1% of customers had changes of at least 20 points, and that a change isn't necessarily the reason a person's credit outcome would change. UWM saw its earnings jump 55% from last year, despite origination falling by almost half over that same period. The company says earnings elsewhere, including servicing rights and unpaid ba- principal balance, were the difference. Company officials also acknowledge staff reductions. Chairman and CEO Matt Ishbia has criticized others in the industry for laying off staff, and so far UWM has not announced its own layoffs, but officials did admit in today's earnings call that they're not filling some vacant positions. This has been The Principal, a Mortgage News Network podcast. All podcasts are produced by T.G. Cotamperor, Matthew Mullins, and Sarah Woolock. Mike Savino is head of multimedia, and Christine Stewart is editorial director. 
The opening theme was Status by Jamie Bathgate, and the music you hear now is Glossy by Skygates. You can find episodes of The Principal at www.mortgagenewsnetwork.com, or you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to rate and review so that others can find us. Thanks for listening.